Welcome back to the Anointed Naturals podcast. We're going to dive right in and start with part two of love, one of the fruits of the Spirit mentioned in the scriptures. We talked about in part one about our love walk with Christ. And in part two, we'll talk a little more along the lines of his love now inside of us, sharing that to others. So right off the bat, Jesus commands us to love. John 13, 34 through 35 says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other, just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples will show people that we're Christians by our love, how much we truly love. And not really our own love, but it's Christ's love perfected in us. How do we develop that love? How do we love like God loves? Well, there's a few ways. To get to know God's ways in his personality is one way. We need to stay in the scriptures. We need to spend time with him. Like I mentioned in part one, you need to just spend a daily walk with him in his word to get to know him. Ephesians chapter five, verses one through two says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So look through all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, what did Jesus do? John chapter 5 verse 19 talks about how he only did what he saw his father do. So we know God's heart. You can ask the question, well, what does God want me to do? He wants us to be like Jesus because Jesus himself only did the things that he saw his father do. His father's character and nature is in Jesus. So when we just look upon Jesus in his life and the things that he did and, and said, that's how God wants us to love others. It's how God treated us. So you can't imitate Jesus unless you spend time knowing what he did and hearing what he says, knowing his heart spending time in his presence, in prayer, and in worship. A lot of times just spending time with him is in worship. We just need to crank up some music, some worship music, and just lift our hands and, and get in his presence and just use your words vocally of how much you love God and thank him for the things he's done for you. First John 4 7 through 8 says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So it's not just about love like Jesus loves. It's not about a way to love. He is love. He is love. So when we have Jesus inside of us, like it's his love, 
can come out of us because he's living on the inside of us. It's amazing. We can love like Jesus. John 15, verse 4 through 5 says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So we need to spend time with him. We need to stay in his word. We need to, to be plugged into a local church and be submitted under a pastor who's speaking and training us in the word. You know, the book of Ephesians talks about how, you know, pastors and teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists are gifts to us to train us and equip us for the work of the ministry. So to do the work of the ministry, we need to be trained. We need to be plugged in. We need to be guided and directed. And it's through his word that will teach us how to do those things that God wants us to do. So when we have God in us, his love is just going to flow out of us onto others. And kind of picture it like this. Like I think about a dog who runs and jumps in a lake, okay? And when he comes out, you know, if you're standing anywhere near that dog, you're going to get wet too. Like they just shake off and where they went and what they have on them is going to get on everyone around them. Have you ever been just drenched by a dog shaking off? That's kind of how I picture like when you're saturated in God's love, there's no way that the people around you are not going to be affected. Like they'll receive that love too if you're truly in God's presence and let him work and dwell inside of you. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So to love other people, you know, God says that we need to clothe ourselves with these things. We put on it like a garment. We choose to walk in love, and we need to practice it. We need to practice walking in love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 12 says, No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. You know, a lot of people wait for a feeling before they show love to somebody. But God calls us to love in obedience by faith, and then the feelings will come. We can love even the most difficult people. It's a choice. We put on love, and we choose to allow love to come out of us. It's a choice to bless people, to love people, to think the best about people, even in tough circumstances. 1 Corinthians 16, 14 says, And do everything with love. We want to be seeking after hurting people that are isolated and abandoned and make them feel important because every person is important to God. You know, the scriptures say in multiple verses that God shows no partiality, no favoritism. That means he loves every person the same. He loves you. He loves me. He loves every person that's ever been born the same. 
that's an amazing thought to have right there. You can just imagine all the people that have walked with him and and have done amazing things with him in the past. Well, he loves you just the same as every person that's ever walked with him. You know, there's just something about allowing God to work in you and hearing his voice by his Holy Spirit inside of you to help somebody when you see a need. There was a time when I was in a retail position in the past, and I just remember there was a shipping and receiving department in the back of the store, and I just kind of walked by the shipping area, minding my own business, and I noticed that the guys on forklifts, you know, were pretty busy working on other things. They had other jobs as well, and there's a truck driver just standing in the center of the shipping and receiving area. And he's a little intimidating. He's tall, he's he's angry, he's barking orders about, you know, I need this this truck unpacked because I need to get to such and such destination by a certain time. And he's just kind of upset that it's not moving as fast as he'd like. I can see how this situation can be frustrating. You know, he's getting red and and louder. And for whatever reason, I know it's not my department, not my area. But I just felt like, you know, there's something that needs to happen to calm this guy down. And without thinking a whole lot, like, I just had a thought in my mind. You know, I believe it was the Holy Spirit that put it there to calm this situation down. And I just walked up to this guy and said, hey, you know, I, I can see that you're not getting your delivery unpacked as fast as you'd like. I'm sorry, this isn't my department, but... I reached into my wallet and pulled out a dollar bill and handed it to him and I just said, there's a vending machine right around the corner there. If you just want to get yourself a cold drink to have while you're waiting, that would be nice and hopefully these guys will get with your truck as soon as possible. And this guy just looked at me like I just gave him a big Christmas present and he's just shocked and he just calmed down, never said another word. He walked out. He did go get that that soda. He just walked out and got something to drink. Eventually, the forklifts came and unloaded his truck, and then he went on his way. Now, that situation could have turned worse, and people could have went home feeling bad for this guy yelling at him, and who knows what else could have happened. But the thing is, for just a dollar, like it calmed the situation down and let someone else go along their way in a more positive experience. So I just want to say, listen to the Holy Spirit when he prompts you to help someone in a time of need. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 says, When he saw the crowds, and this is talking about Jesus, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When we come into a situation, we want to have compassion on people, like Jesus did. Compassion is what led him to speak, what led him to heal people and lay hands on them. We want to have compassion like Jesus for people, because that's the heart of God, is people. Luke chapter 13, verse 10 through 13, says, One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit, she had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called over to her and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. 
Then he touched her and instantly she could stand up straight. How she praised God. So this verse talks about how Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, but took the time when he just saw one person suffering and he went to show her his love. He took the time, even in a busy schedule, to go and help the one who needed help. John 15 verse 13 says, There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. He laid down his life. I mean, what better thing can you have given to you as someone to lay their life down for you out of love? And that is what Jesus did for you. Just think about that. The best that God had to give you, he already gave you. So what else can you imagine that he'll do for you and give you and bless you with? He already gave you his best. So as you're thinking about these scriptures, I have a few action items for you to do. Action number one, do a love check. We checked ourselves in the previous episode, checking ourselves how much we love God. But in this case, check yourselves on how much you're showing love to others. Are there people in your life that you're not showing God's love to and you know it. Practice working and develop God's love to work through you so it can touch other people. Action number two, find a need and fill a need. Help people because that's what God loves. We wanna love the things that God loves and he loves people. So find a need, someone who has a need, and if there's a way that you can help in that situation, do it, bless somebody whether it's even just talking to someone and encouraging them to have a good day. Bless someone financially if they need to purchase something or fill someone's car with gas. Do something nice for somebody else. Action item number three is to pray. Ask the Lord for your spirit to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to listen when he wants you to help somebody. Because I believe in what I call divine appointments, where God puts you in the right place at the right time with the right people. And it can be to bless you, but sometimes it's for you to be the blessing to other people. Because think about this, how sometimes God answers prayers is through you. God blesses people through other people a lot of times. So you could be the answer to someone else's prayer. They could be struggling, they could be having a hard time. You could be that answer. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, just be led and guided to be a blessing to others. I want to encourage you again to check out anointednachos.com to always download Bible reading plans. If you're not in the Word on a regular basis, I have some materials there that will bless you to get you in the Word and keep building on your relationship with Christ. So thank you once again. Be blessed. Thank you for joining with me on the Anointed Nachos podcast.